Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, welcome everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here in a uh, the last chill of winter, we hope. Uh, we're supposed to be getting some warmer weather. Uh, did I do that right, Ben, on the... Uh, li- oh, two buttons. I got, I got my job done correct. I can rest now. I had all the smart people on the show tonight, so uh, this is a coasting show for me. But uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us uh, here on the, uh, on the premiere event of us uh, televising and testing uh, for our Roku uh, channel uh, experiment, which is going to uh, lead us somewhere. I'm not sure where yet, but we've been working on it for a while. And uh, uh, with our great friend Gino over here taking care of us, we've got... Uh, all the cameras set up, and uh, what a great, great uh, uh, audience we have live. We got Chuck back from uh, the hills of Bedford. Uh, welcome, welcome to this landmark show. Follow the yellow brick road. Oh boy, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Jenny Babcock, my dear friend from the uh, Plymouth County uh, uh, Suicide Prevention Coalition Association Institution. <laughs> Right? Exactly. You got it close. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> and Justin, back in uh, from Westport and uh, the dreaded Vietnam Veterans Wall that you did such an unbelievable job. Mm. Just congratulations. Uh, it's going to be a legacy that you leave uh, after long after you're gone. Yeah, thank you. And again, uh, you guys have been a driving force for us. So it was dedicated last year, and we encourage veterans to come out. Well, and tonight we've we've been talking for almost eight years on the show now about the training that the United States military goes through and the years of intense training and, and uh, uh, all of that training is, is uh, uh, really wonderful. Uh, but unfortunately, sometimes in the past, there wasn't enough time devoted to untraining, if we'll call it tonight. And uh, tonight we're here to introduce a, an unbelievable program uh, that's been undergoing uh, underway for a couple of years and uh we're about to break the news so boy i got a, a landmark uh, uh crew here we have uh, uh general mike eastman we've got uh, uh dr joseph uh geraci joe doctor did your father is your father around i mean doctor you look like you're about 16 uh you're a real doctor yeah, my back feels like I'm a 90-year-old man, so trust me. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. You need some uh, Mendez from uh, uh, um, Clearpath for veterans. Sorry about that. Uh, you need some welcome to the show uh, for first-timer. Thank you. <laughs> and, and then Bob Notch that's been on so many times. He's a stalwart uh, of the local Boston community uh, uh, from the Brighton Marine Center. Now he's... Uh, working in uh, this new project. Uh, Bob, thanks a lot for being here tonight. Happy to be here. Good to see you guys. Yep. And and Charlie Duquette, our uh, DVOP, our... Uh, uh, Western correspondent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and whatever else he can make up a name yeah. for himself. How about, chi- how about chicken farmer? Yeah, it could be. It, it, it could be. Charlie, it's just slings and arrows. No worry. They won't, they won't hear it. Right, right. 
some of my best friends are chickens. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's great to be here. I'm a veteran service officer. I retired as a DVOP from the career centers. I'm a Marine Corps recruiter, career planner, educational counselor, grunt, and uh, I also, during lunch, I was an environmental health and safety officer. Well, that's the kind of guy you are. But, you know, at this point in time, Charlie, we, we thank you for all that uh, great information. Uh, uh, there'll be a quiz later. Uh, but, uh, uh, General Eastman, if, if you could, would you uh, please take the center stage here and tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background and how did you get to where you are today? Well, you know, th first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, how I got to where I am is as much a mystery to me as it is to anybody else. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a military brat. My dad was in the army for a career. His, his father in front of him was, so it was a bit of a predestined path for a young, young man from Oklahoma. Um, but uh, 30 years in uniform, uh, six, six deployments overseas, uh, met a lot of great people along the way, uh, and it, and it's been a journey, right? And now the question at the end, of, at the, at the tail end of that career is, how do you give back to all the great people that have got you where you are? Uh, because you certainly don't do it on your own. No, nobody does, and if they think they do, they're they're kind of kidding themselves. Sure. Yep. Yep. And so now you're with the ETS program, Mike. Can you give us a little bit of background of the history of ETS and 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 what you're doing with it today? Yeah, and and you know, with with, with Dr. Joe here on the on the panel, right? He's probably far far better equipped. I'll give it my best shot. Um, so ETS, you know, it's got a bit of a history to it. Um, look, here's the problem we have. Um, veterans are, we're losing our veterans at rates much higher than we should be, much higher than the rest of the population. And so several years ago, you know, Joe and his team have come up with this, this uh, concept that if you have someone to walk this journey with you, when you take off the uniform and you become a civilian, you know, for better or for worse, as you mentioned, um, the, 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 the Department of Defense doesn't spend a great amount of time preparing folks for this transition in their life. And for, for, our, for many of our veterans, especially for our younger veterans, this is a major life change. And, and so um, to get ahead of the suicide problem, to, to get them on the right path and to have great outcomes, uh, it, we figured, and Joe really figured that giving them a mentor to walk this journey with them is really all they needed. Right? They're great people. They're great services out there, but it's hard to navigate it on your own. Uh, so you get a program where you pair up a person leaving the military with a mentor from their community to kind of walk them through this journey, answer those questions. And, and it's been demonstrated over a number of years now that that really does. They're, they're more, it works. They're more connected with their community. They, they feel like somebody cares and they just have better outcomes. And all I'm doing, I can take very little credit for this, all I'm doing is taking Joe's great idea and trying to roll it out across the country to serve as many of these uh, service members as I possibly can. Well, and at this point, Dr. Joe, what drove you to this, this direction that you've taken now and the research that you've put into it? How, how has that journey been for you? Well, it's been it's been an exciting journey. That's that's for sure. As General Eastman kind of mentioned, is like you know we we're, we're for for us that we're soldiers. We're soldiers for life, and we want to continue to serve continuously to the day we die. And, and this, I think, both of us and Colonel Notch and others, this is our our, our continuation of, of that service. 
And so what we initially, I'll be honest, we looked about 2008, we started to see the first numbers of suicide in the army, in the military, were pretty high and pretty elevated. But then when we started seeing the reports about 2011 and 12, and that the rates of suicide, that's where we started seeing the 22 veterans per day kind of like, you know, number come out, we were killing suicide, committing themselves. And I was like, well, at least in the military, they've got a platoon leader, they got a platoon sergeant, they've got a team leader that's kind of there and's got them, you know, through through these challenges. And then as they transition, they completely lose, you know, kind of that aspect of support. And you go back as far as, as you can look and you look at uh, a lot of like Carl Jung's work on this collective unconscious and we're all you know, this archetype of, of warriors were connected. And we look back in, you know, other other times, how did they heal, deal with this? They had, you know, their, their elders, they had their leaders um, that were kind of guiding them through this process. And, you know, kind of once they got back to war, once they got back from their journey in Joseph Campbell's work, the hero's journey, there was that elder, that Sherpa, you know, even Homer, you know, kind of has Odysseus, has Athena guiding him through this process. But there's nobody, once you out of the military especially for active duty you turn in that id card it's it's you yourself and that can be really overwhelming and challenging without that level of support so initially this started as a is a suicide prevention approach to really address those numbers but you know from from those of us that are kind of the combat arms or the aviators realize that the stigma is very 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 prominent and like we don't want to go to mental health we just need somebody to help us guide us through this process and so that's what we've done. It's been it's been phenomenal to, you know, kind of work with General Eastman and then, you know, Colonel Notch up there and just to kind of see these concepts and these ideas. Like the, doing the research, the easy part, like bringing it to fruition and really kind of overcoming a lot of the challenges that are out there. Because if this was really easy, it would have already been done before. If this was easy, it would have been done before. But it hasn't. And it's, it's really, it's really, you know, a disservice to our great men and women that have served that there's such a this and, and our research will call it the deadly gap that first year after transition you know is this deadly gap because the rate of suicide increases threefold but going to mental health provider is not going to fix this we don't want to go to mental health provider we want to be guided through our peers and our mentors and our leaders through this gap and we want to continue to serve we don't want to be medicated and disabled and you know have to kind of be beholden to a mental health provider we want to strive we want to accomplish our highest feats and you know, want to be continue to be leaders that's the fulfillment of the journey and joseph campbell's model is that you come back to your tribe and then you become a leader of the tribe you don't get relegated to a lower class or relegated to disabled status Wow. Chuck, what, what do you think about this? You've been uh, around the block a couple times and have seen your, your, your share of problems. What do you think of this approach that they're taking? Well, <clears throat> I think it's a great approach, and I've been working with veterans for many, many, many years. But I, Bob, I don't want to miss you out there. Uh, as I heard Appreciate the general already call it, Colonel Notch. I'll, I'll stick with Bob. But... Uh, I work with veterans. That's what I do. I'm getting ready to retire. Uh, and one of my things is suicide prevention it's within the VA. I do a lot of groups for uh, PTSD. Uh, and I'm always looking for a new approach. But I have to say sometimes there is going to be that mental health concept that is needed. Uh, um, I, I started up Veterans Coffee Socials here in Massachusetts, the team that I'm on out of the Bedford VA. And it was a, a thing to do with the camaraderie that the veterans are missing once they get out. 
and the coffees have just launched like crazy. We're, we're in different states now. Uh, this is this is a great concept, but you know, getting those mentors, getting those peers that are also veterans themselves that can take them through to the natural resources in their community. Well, and and it's been long a long overdue, I I, I think, and uh, we're so lucky to have this group of experts here. But uh, Larry, why don't we take our first break here? Now we'll be uh, just letting the the sponsors uh, uh, say hello. We'll be back to to talk to uh, some more of the guests and find out some more uh, of the workings of the ETS program. Take it away, Larry. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veteran Voice Radio. Here tonight is where we're rolling out the ETS program, at least to our listening audience here. And I would be remiss if I didn't welcome uh, Colonel Dave Henker, uh, leader of the Boston VA healthcare system. Uh, Dave, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thanks, Greg. Good to be here, man. Well, we uh, we, we love having you on, and and Doctor Joe, I I just I imagine you just heard about our doctor, our, the other Doctor Joe. We have we and and with some we're going to have a, a, a Dr. Joe off. It's some because you're you're so alike. You've got the tribe aspect, the the all that wonderfulness. So uh, we'll uh, introduce you to our own Dr. Joe later on. But uh, uh, we we were just talking about uh, Chuck was just mentioning his work with the VA. Uh, Chuck, you you just had a question about the numbers uh, of of possible suicides that are reported today. Right. Uh- you know, you're going back to 1718, uh, 2017-18, uh, with the 22 a day. Now, <clears throat> I do a lot of suicide preventions out in the community, uh, doing trainings on QPR, and <clears throat> I have higher numbers because the reporter on 22, 22 a day is the DOD, those that are, are enrolled in the VA healthcare system. That's where those numbers are coming from. The, my numbers can be as high as 35 or more a day because we're not taking into a, account those single car accidents. Oh, he drove into a tree, drove off a, into a, a bridge embankment, died by an overdose. Perhaps the veteran was incarcerated and died by suicide. These are all numbers that aren't in anybody's report or research. And that concerns me. And, and it, but it also uh, identifies the need to have some pre-discharge counseling, and and how many of those folks, how many of the thirty-five a day you say, Chuck, how many could be really aided by something like this that to guide them through so they're not making a maybe an unfathomable mistake of going to college but in the wrong. Major Right. If you're looking at the younger veterans, but, you know, in my own research, it's a lot of the older vets that are dying by suicide. That's the highest number, age-wise. Is it because there were more elderly vets? Is it a higher percentage or just a higher number, do you think? And I'll throw that out to the to the panel here. Uh, Dr. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, so at least in our in our VA research, and so the 22 per day, it's 
it's down to 17.8 now. And that is that is uh, information that's reported by the states from the, the coroner's uh, reports. And we're trying to do a better job in the VA to make sure that we're including uh, all of those uh, those numbers uh, appropriately. So, you know, Chuck's right. So the highest number, if we're looking at the highest number of suicides, those that are 65 and older. Uh, and that, that the, the rate for them is about um, about 20 per 20. Uh, per hundred thousand is how we really measure suicides is per hundred thousand. So that's a pretty constant. So if you look at the 18 to 34 year olds, uh, the rate started about about 20, about 911, and now it's up to 45 per hundred thousand. Wow. So that rate has wow. gone up exponentially. So if you look at the older ones, it's there's a, so many more older veterans. So the numbers per day you hear about absolutely higher. But if we're talking about rates, it's pretty consistent. The 18 to 34 year old, it's doubled. Over, over over the last uh, you know ten years actually, uh, and it's within that first year. Within the first year, is that rate is threefold increase. Really? So that's, this 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 is and this is why we we've coined this gap, the deadly gap, uh, in, in our research. So you know a lot lot a lot of help that's needed out there for older veterans. A lot of life transition uh, concerns and trials, and like they need support absolutely as much as, as others. Um, you know, and and we and we pick to focus on this population because you know there is this kind of this this challenge of this connectivity between DOD and the VA. Um, and it's just just they're just kind of left out there, and then especially even for the Reserve and National Guard, there can be a problem set also with this if they're not eligible for certain services like the VA. Well, and 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 one of our buddies that's here, Justin Latini, is. Uh... He's the uh, uh, chapter president for the Vietnam Veterans of America Association. At my local chapter. At, at your local chapter, but you're going down to Washington pretty soon? Yeah, I also sit on the Massachusetts uh, Council for Vietnam Veterans, and it's it's true, as Chuck said, that you know we have a population uh, at our age. Our age population is, uh, is, is suicide uh, by death is, is high. And, and Because and of the transition, I think a lot of them, people retire, they lose their spouse. I just had one of my guys lose uh, his wife two weeks ago, and I make calls all the time making sure he's okay. I actually saw him today, and you, you need to follow up because that's transitioning their life from what they knew, which was stable, a marriage, work. Now there's no more work. They're, they're retired. Spouse passes away. Very unstable. Yep. Yep. And, and uh, if I could ask the, uh, the, the panel here, are you addressing... Um, I mean, I know you're, you're addressing vets uh, uh, currently uh, in, enrolled uh, are going to be discharged in several months. What about the vets that have been out a couple of years? Have you made any um, provisions within your group to kind of take a look at that that uh, uh, age uh, problem as well? Or is it primarily for soon to be discharged? Well, I'll take a swing at that. Yeah. So we, we, first of all, we'll never turn anybody away, all right, right? So if we come across someone that needs some assistance, right, we're gonna refer them to the, the most competent provider that we can find. Um, our focus, as Joe mentioned, is on the transitioning population o- only because that's where we start. Sure. Um, we certainly have aspirations to expand out. As I go across the country, a number of states have come to me and said, Mike, you know, what would it take to expand this to the entire veteran population? Uh, not only be, for a couple of reasons, right? One, the state just wants to be able to communicate to the veterans that they have. And that mechanism isn't, isn't really in place in a lot of places, right? And, and so the veteran has a hard time 
getting to the services they might need, and the state has a hard time reaching out and checking on them. So we certainly in our long-term plan want to expand to the entire veteran population, but, but I'll be honest, right, I'm bandwidth limited. And so as we start this out and roll it across the country, our focus is on uh, the veterans that are just coming out uh, because we need to really hone in on the specific set of challenges that they have in that first 12 months, which are, I think, similar but different from a veteran that has been out for some period of time. I, I, can, right. I can imagine that it would be different for sure. Uh, I have another quick question. This is Chuck again. Uh, now, are you focusing on the recently uh, released combat vets or all vets? Yeah, so we are focused on any service member leaving the military. But it's not necessarily combat. Um, and for a couple of reasons, right? One, I want, um, we have discovered over the course of the past couple of years that some veterans need a lot of help. But most new veterans benefit from some help. Uh, and so in this transition period, we're not necessarily limited to combat deployment, nor are we as a program limited to the type of discharge you have. I, oh, I honestly, it's not huge. a concern to me why you left the military. What is, is of concern to me is that you successfully become a civilian and a contributing member of your community. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's a great point that you just made there, almost regardless of paper that you uh, that, that those might be some of the, the, the poor folks that need it the most. And seemingly a lot of other groups uh, exclude them uh, 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 from even... even uh, 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 using okay, their I, services. If I could jump in here, uh, the great thing I like about the, the, I have a call of duty. We all have a call of duty, but I have a call of duty endowment from Activision that pays uh, for me to help uh, employment training and referral and wraparound services. So what I love about it is I don't care about their discharge. I don't care if they're active reserve. I just met a, a retiring Marine who's working at Sikorsky, but he's AdCon OpCon up here at a coffee social, Chuck, and uh, he wants to do self-employment. I said, well, you talk to the right guy. So it doesn't matter who you are and how you get there, but I will say without a doubt, working as a DVOP and all the other VSO, et cetera, it really helps when your family of four is moving to your community of choice by the way as bob knows if your wife's from quincy i don't care if you're from texas you're all going to quincy so what happens is if you can get somebody three to six months and i can get a whole total snapshot uh two kids need to get in school husband's going to uh do the gi bill spouse needs spouse some part-time spousal employment and Greg and I say this all the time, and Bob and everybody. If I, no, actually, Dave Henke started at one of our co collaboratives. He said, "I don't know all the answers, but I guarantee you, in this room, somebody does." So that's the power of networking, and that's why Veterans Voice Network actually solves issues right on the air. But you need that warm transfer, and as far I'm a recruiter. About 90% of the vets that I, I explained the program to, my coworker just finished and got certified in, in as an ETS sponsor. They love it because Cheryl Poppy says, I want my save team. 
I want my VSOs to do it. So it's a natural fit and it's a warm transfer. You don't wait till they're sleeping under the 95 overpass and say, I need help. No. Nope. in the woods in a pup tent, you know? But so Charlie, that's all it, I want. By it, the way, the program's great. I it, love it. At, at this point in time, we have to take a halftime break. We'll be back after these uh, uh, brief messages, and uh, we're going to find out some more about the program uh, and see what the particulars are. We especially we want to find out uh, what role uh, uh, ClearPath is going to be providing uh, in this whole scenario. Welcome back, everybody. Before we uh, get back to the uh, the topic of the night, we need to. Uh, bring a, a, a whole bunch of people up to speed uh, on a story uh, we uh, reported here on WATD a, a few weeks back. Uh, a young Wareham veteran and his pregnant wife, uh, Brian and Emmeline Proctor, have gotten help with an insurance company, believe it or not, who wouldn't pay for an oil spill in their basement. WATD's Dan McCready explains. An attorney, Susan Crane, negotiated for the company to extend their liability coverage. There's still going to be uninsured costs along the way and stuff like that that the GoFundMe will pay for. We're still paying for bills from, from the cleanup and legal fees and everything like that. Um, and that's pretty much what it's going to be used for. But we didn't want to accept any more than, than what we need for this you know, cause. The cost of the cleanup, estimated at over $175,000, could have cost them their home. We were absolutely shocked. We, we got messages from people in different parts of the country, California, Iowa, Indiana, and it was, it, you know, kind of went nationwide, and we were absolutely astonished that, one, even people really cared, and two, that they wanted to really extend everything that they could to, to help to us and help our family, and we were just shocked, and we really can't find the words to, to thank everyone in the community about what they have done for us, and, you know, they really, the community really saved us and saved our house. Their homeowner's policy had a clause typical of about 90% of policies called a total pollution exclusion. The proctors have also stopped accepting more donations on their GoFundMe page. Any leftover funding will go to charity. The entire interview with Brian Proctor can be found on our website, 959WATD.com. Dan McCready, WATD News. Thank you, Larry. That was uh, a terrific story, and we're working in the background to find out uh, what the name of that insurance company was that uh, uh, really went out of their way, and uh, thankfully, uh, I think Brian and Emmeline are going to do okay. But uh, at this point, uh, Yanitza, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the role you see uh, for ClearPath, and and, and how is ClearPath uh, taking a look at this uh, opportunity? So we're we're just take an opportunity to have more people um, help more veterans, have them come out into clear path, um, see what we're all about, see what we can do to help them. Um, my specific role will be to pair the veteran with the sponsor, figure out what the veteran's needs are exactly, and pair them up with the correct sponsor that will help them. Now, not everybody clicks with everybody, so my job basically is to make sure that that sponsor is looking out for that veteran. So you need to, if I could ask, would you be looking to sponsor somebody up in a particular state that they may be going to relocate to? Is it around employment? Is it around what are some of the parameters that you'd 
that you're you're judging and and assigning the right mentor or sponsor with the uh, the soon to be veteran. So um, whatever the veteran needs are, if they are looking for employment, if they're looking for school, make sure that they're paired up with somebody that's going to give them the correct information. And if they don't have it, make sure that we can work together to refer them to somebody that can have that information for them. Um, right now, I am covering Massachusetts, uh, Maine, um, and I believe Vermont. Very good, very good. And the how has the reception been for you? Um, it's it's been slow going. I mean, we've we've just really started just starting to get the word out there because it's we now I've seen a lot more sponsor sponsors now that we've had a lot more flyers out. I've seen a lot more sponsors join in. Very nice, very nice. And and Colonel Hanker, you know we've been you've been around this uh, project for for a while now. What what are your views on it? Hey, you know what? That's been the the big question for all of us is how do you link up, particularly with our BSO community, but how we link up and track these folks. And uh, hey, once you're out of the barn and you're you're heading back to wherever, you know it's hard to to uh, get a last on, on individuals and, and help uh, help them get them where they need to go. So, uh, and that's been an ongoing battle when I was, uh, uh, you know, in active service here with the Army Guard uh, and deploying troops, et cetera, and then working with the, the state force as well, and then working with the State Department of Veterans Services and just trying to have, you know, the two, the military uh, community connect with the, uh, the state VSO community was difficult. And uh, we couldn't even share some of our the information on deploying National Guard troops. So. Uh, that much more so multiply that with all of our active duty troops and uh, and it's a it's been a big struggle uh, and we had and I say we various ones of us that have been networking and do this for a while have thought hey what a great idea find a sponsor find a military mentor kind of like you do in the military when you transition from post to post you get a sponsor to help hook you up uh, make that transition smooth and but you know and never we could never get off the rails could never find the right way and then all of a sudden this uh, uh, Dr. Joe Geraci from Bronx VA blasted out this program that is exactly what we had been talking about in, in different groups and, and think tanks. So, so this is just phenomenal in the sense it's something that we've all had thought about and chopped on, and, and uh, but it took somebody like uh, Joe and the folks at ETS to, to to pull it together. So we're really excited about it from from the VA federal perspective too now as to what this can do to tie us all together. Well, Dave, and listen to, to General Leesman, it seems like uh, he, he's doing a great job in Washington, but it seems like it's going to be up to folks like yourself and Bob and Charlie, myself, to to really get the word out and encourage those uh, sponsors uh, to, 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 you know, get out there and give something back. But you know, as I was talking to uh, uh, Danielle and to the general the other day, uh, it came to my mind that, you know, if there is a uh, a company like Boston Scientific that has a huge veterans population, wouldn't it be interested if we can encourage several of those veterans to become sponsors, but at the same time that they're sponsoring and mentoring, maybe they're kind of honing them and polishing them for a possible job opportunity at the end so that when they're ready to come out of the service, well, maybe Boston Scientific's a nice place to start with tuition reimbursement and, and all that. 
So I think to have somebody in these in this position, uh, terrific, Dave. We've been talking about it for years, for, for years. Hey, Doctor jo- Dr. Joe, the first thing he told me when he came on in the last class, uh, which was really the good closing class, he said, "You know, not everybody here." is a veteran and some of my best sponsors why don't you talk about i forgot exactly what you said but i got the gist tell us what you said about that's the diversity yeah sure of course and i just coincidentally serendipity so it was about two years ago there was a uh, lieutenant colonel keith wilson that uh introduced me and said hey why don't you come out to boston we've got some great people here and I just happened to be drinking my coffee out of my bright marine coffee cup that uh, Bob Knox gave me a couple years ago. At that I just looked over like, you got to be kidding me. What are the chances of that? So, 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 so good work uh, continuing. So, um, you know, Charlie, for that, you know, so about 60 to 70 percent of the sponsors are veterans. Um, but from doing this back to since about 2014, we've trained uh, over 58 cohorts, 58 cohorts of sponsors across the country, uh, up towards 900 sponsors nationally trained already. And nice. sometimes uh, the civilians can be even better sponsors because they've always looked for an opportunity to raise their right hand and say, I want to serve, um, you know, and they're tired of saying thank you for their service. And so what is this about? This isn't about you know commiseration and putting our arms around each other and just commiserating about war stories. This is about establishing tangible tasks. You need a job, you need housing, you need education, you need to get connected to the community. And sometimes who, who better to do that than somebody, the civilian that's lived in that community their entire life. So they know like the, how long is it gonna commute to go from Dorchester to here or you know, like the housing market here. Like sometimes the worst you know sponsor is a service member that just transitioned last year because they're still trying to figure it out. Sure. So on average, we're seeing it's about five, five to six years before a veteran that you know gets out of the service to fully feels inculcated and in, uh, successfully transition. Interesting, interesting. Bob, uh, um, uh, what, what do you think of that uh, scenario that he just painted? So I, the point I wanted to make too is it's been over two years since I met Dr. Geraci and we had our initial conversation, convinced him to come up here to Massachusetts and have a conversation with a lot of the organizations that are here. And at that time, I said, this is a fit for Massachusetts. We have a great veteran support community, whether they're veteran serving organizations or they're folks that support veterans because there's a lot of community support for those that serve here in Massachusetts. And then we have a network of service providers. We use the Greater Boston Veterans Collaborative as one means to network the organizations and then we backbone that with the unite massachusetts platform which allows electronic referrals between organizations so we have the key elements here it's taken us two years i think it's covid and and trying to get the word out to organizations about what this is and how it can work and uh, we're at the point that clear path for veterans stood up and said we can be the community integrating coordinator here for massachusetts and help manage the sponsors recruiting, getting them to the training, making sure they're matched up, and then keeping them engaged throughout the sponsorship process. So all the pieces are coming together. And thank you for letting us come on the show tonight to talk about it because we are looking for sponsors, folks to sign up to become sponsors. The more sponsors we have, the better opportunity we're going to have to support those service members that choose to use this program to help them 
and it starts six months before you get out of service, which is a massive change from what's been happening up until this point. Usually no one gets to work with that veteran until the day they leave the service. Huge benefit of catching them six months early. And it goes back to Justin's point that he made earlier when he talks about calling this veteran on a daily basis. That's what ETS sponsorship is. It's being that shoulder to lean on. It's being that voice to share issues with. And just saying, hey, do you happen to know what are the best schools in this area if I'm happy to go there? All of the pieces come together to help provide that information to the veteran before they leave the service. How, how long so, How long do you think uh, uh, that a mentor would be available to that veteran? It, would it be a one month after discharge, uh, six months, a couple of years? Uh, seemingly, they could make some long-standing relationships. Well, I know the program starts six months before separation and through six months after separation from service, but I got to say, and I'll let the folks run in the program, you build relationships. I don't think that will ever go away for a lot of those folks. They'll be lifelong relationships. Great, great, great. And uh, hey, Charlie, Greg, I, I've got I've got five hundred twenty-five veterans on my caseload. Does that mean they're all intensive services? No, but I guarantee, and y'all that are here know this. I've had veterans come back a year and a half later and talk to me like it was last week. Hey, I'm ready to do what we talked about. And I'm going, uh, are your name again? And uh, and thank God I can look them up and I got my prog- my case notes. And I go, yeah, I, that's still good. Uh, it doesn't matter COVID or not. So the, the whole thing is the empathetic relationship building that is that bridge that you can travel together, right, Joe? Why don't you speak a little bit about that and your experience in your video about a Army Ranger with a family flying into Italy? That was great. Go ahead. Well, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear like those that are actually sponsoring right now, like on just like what have some of your experiences been? You know, you know, potentially one option for those that are coming to, to the region. Even you know, like so, you know, Colonel Nachi was you know work with you know was the the. The match was based on, you know, kind of being aviation domain and not geographically. But I'd love to hear from, you know, some of you that are on that have already had some of these experiences. Yeah, I'll just share briefly. I I was connected uh, with a service member uh, that was transitioning our Army aviator. The connection was made because uh, we were both aviators. He's actually in Tennessee. So we were doing a long distance uh, communication to help him with his family. He had a family. They were in the area they wanted to be he was looking for work um luckily with the veterans collaborative here we have connections to other collaboratives across the country and we're able to reach out and make some of those contacts as well and his family eventually moved out from the in-laws house into their own house and he's now into his second job already uh, from his transition so it's really working bob it's really it It really works we had had a great uh, connection between the two of us and so for those that would, would feel like they may want to participate, I'd be remiss. Wolfie had hit me over the back of the head if I didn't have you uh, uh, tell us how to get started. How would a sponsor, where, where would a sponsor go to, to find out a little bit more and, and maybe talk to somebody and see if it's for them? 
Yep. So the easiest way, we try and make this as clean as we can, is www.etssponsorship.com. And the first thing you'll hit on that site is either enroll as a service member or enroll as a sponsor. Perfect. Um, and we'll bring them in. Perfect. And, it's, uh, and then we have a series of, of, of sort of VA validated training that we'll send folks through. Um, and there's many versions of that. We have, you know, your remote version, your in-person version. If folks are already peer mentors, then you have an accelerated version because we want to give them credit for the skills they already have and exercise on a daily basis. Um, and, and it's really pretty straightforward. Uh, and then once they get through that pipeline, you know, we're ready to match them up as soon as they're ready to receive. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Well, uh, so that was uh, 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 ETS. Uh, uh, what was that again, uh, uh, General? Yep, it's one word, ETSsponsorship.com. ETSsponsorship.com. All right, well, and we got one last break to go. Larry, why don't you take us away for uh, our final messages for the sponsors, and then we'll uh, wrap up and say goodnight to this uh, crowd until we, uh, until we adjourn again. So take it away, Larry. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host in the final uh, final chapter of tonight's uh, show on ETS as we're working through the uh, the trials and tribulations of our first night of uh, a Roku television extravaganza. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is going to be the first night. We might have a couple of little uh, little, little uh, turkeys in the in the in the chicken soup that uh, you know we'll 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 get through, but. Uh, 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 folks, I, I really can't tell you how pleased and happy I am, and uh, I, I'd like to run through the run through the whole uh, crew here, uh, gentlemen, uh, general. If you'd like to uh, leave some uh, final words of wisdom here for the audience. Well, I don't know that wisdom is my forte. I would just say I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with y'all tonight and to, and to share this uh, share this opportunity with all these great folks and. Uh, you know, what we're trying to do really is just serve these veterans. As they're all bound to be great citizens in their community. Every one of them has great potential. Uh, they raise their arm, they serve their country, and all we really want to do, um, I, I, ETS as an organization cannot do all things for all people. Our mission is to empower communities and empower sponsors to, to do the job they're already doing um, and, and if I can contribute in that in any way, um, I'm happy. It's a victory for us. So I would just say, you know, consider being a sponsor. Thanks for what you do, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak tonight. Well, General, be- be- best of luck, and thank you for joining us. Uh, Dr. Joe, what do, you th- what do you think of all this? Well, I have to say the General's pretty humble. He also is a doctor from, from uh, MIT also up there within the Boston uh, region. So I, I can't top that. I'm just It's, it's, on, it's an honor to on this journey with uh, with everybody as a veteran as kind of as is my role as the evaluator for for this and uh, also kind of help to facilitate the training the general eastman said it's it's the communities and i think the va has a seat at the table but it's the community's table within which we have a seat and it's 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 an honor to be supporting the community from the cic uh clear path and you know kind of great supporters bright marine and you know va and and you know kind of veterans inc and, and everybody so i really appreciate having us on what an honor Thanks, uh, thanks, Doctor. Very well put. Yanitza, what do you, what do you, what do you have words of wisdom to to say good night with? 
Uh, I'm not sure if I have any words of wisdom per se. Um, I just thank you for being for having me on, giving me a chance to talk about the ETS program. It's like everybody else says, it's a great program, and we're just getting started. <laughs> Sounds great. We got a long way to go. And uh, Colonel Hanka, you've been around a little bit uh, already with this group. Uh, you, we're making some progress, maybe. I got to tell you. I'm just it's just gratitude what a, what a great country you know what a what a country that has military leaders senior military leaders and and mid-grade and others that of all ranks who really get it and they and they know it's a lifelong journey and uh and they're still in the fight to make it happen for all of us H- how can you go wrong as a veteran in this country when you have when you're so empowered and you've got a team like this behind you so god bless you all and uh and looking forward to to the next steps in this journey. Sounds great. And Colonel Notch. I just want to say to the folks that are listening, take a look at the ETS sponsorship website. See if you want to take the opportunity. It's, you know, it's not just signing up in your sponsor. You've got to go through some training. Uh, this is no joke. Uh, we want to make sure you have the right tools to be a good supportive person for that transitioning service member. Take a look. We're looking for sponsors. We want to be able to build a great pool here in Massachusetts. Well, the second I, thing I want to do is thank folks like David Hanka, Cliff Coy, uh, Nora Milton, uh, Leslie Wright, Charlie Duquette, the folks that have kind of hung through this process over the last two years as we tried to put all the pieces together to launch ETS sponsorship in Massachusetts. It wouldn't have happened without all of those folks coming together. Well, we've got uh, we've got some big shipyards up here that uh, have contributed greatly, and I think uh, we've built a little ship here uh, to to help out and uh, bring some veterans back home. But uh, Charlie, uh, we only got a couple of minutes here, buddy. But uh, what, what what do you think? I think you're a big big supporter of this program. Yes, as we've all said, we've all uh, been seeing, visualizing the having the vision of that that's what we need the boots on the ground and to that end our biggest challenge i'm speaking as a recruiter and i would just want to say when's the the mp3 audio and the mp4 video of this unite unite us moment going to come out because then we can blast that out dave's going to take it to the va news right dave he's going to nod his head in agreement he saluted (laughs) So he's made a commitment here. Uh, Bob's going to take it to all his social media. Uh, Dr. Joe, is in, he's got to visit him, too. He's got to visit him, too, right? So we need to blast this out on uh, Veterans Institute, Unitas, all our collaboratives need this with supporting documentation. Here's Joe Gracie's uh, six-minute brief. And that's all I gotta be. Saying. We got we we got you, Charlie and and all the panel. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, uh, chapter two will be sometime in the month of May. We'll look, we'll look forward to having you back on. But uh, any uh, uh, notices you want to get out there before then, uh, we'd love to have you back on. So uh, thank you very much, everybody. Have a great night, and we'll sp- see everybody at etssponsorship.com. Sign up today, folks. We really, really need the help. Thank you. Good night, everybody, and uh, take care, everybody. Thanks so much. Well, Chuck, that was uh, that was a terrific audience that we had tonight, and uh, now it's time for you to just say hello. 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 <laughs> to all the veterans out there.
you need some help, things getting down on you, going back to maybe some bad memories. How about making a phone call? Call 1-800-273-8255 at the prompt. Press 1. Call the Veterans Crisis Line. They're open 24-7. They're there for you. Again, call 1-800-273-8255 at the prompt. Press 1. Remember, somebody out there loves you. Thanks, Chuck. You you speak some great words there. And next week, I want to invite everybody to join us with uh, the great Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, none other than our friend Cheryl Poppy, uh, will be in to talk about our 40th Women Veterans Night. Take care, everybody. Have a nice week. Thank you, panel. We really appreciate what you're doing, and thanks for uh, helping us out here in the Veterans Voice. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. I just looked around